Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Puck Time with Pete. This is episode 10. We made it to episode 10. Can you believe it, guys? You guys hear that? Anyone Anyone there? Yeah. Nope. It's just me today. Uh, yeah. I don't know if my dad's sleeping or whatnot, but I couldn't. Brett couldn't make it. Michael couldn't make it. Tried doing it yesterday. Brett had work. Michael had an anniversary. Come on, man. You know, hockey's more important than your relationships. Psych. Congratulations to Michael. Love that dude. I don't know how many years it's been, but it's been some years. So uh, kudos to you. Haven't made, I, th- I want to say it's at least six or seven years. I've never, I've never been with a girl that long. So congratulations to my boy. Celebrating, I believe, I want to, if, if I'm, if I'm correct, six, six years with one lady. That's just Congratulations to Michael and Rachel. Love you guys. But here I am alone. I'm lonely. But uh, if you guys could see, at some point I'm going to start recording this. Do a little video because finally got my own apartment. I got a nice little room set up. I got I got Cujo and Patrick Wah right next to me. You know, the little Brett Hole right next to me. I got some pop figures. I got Connor David. I got Austin Matthews with me. But... My boys aren't here, and these posters and these pop figures aren't talking back to me. So it's just me today. I hope everyone's okay with that. But um, I think right now, we're just I'm just going to run through. I almost said we're going to run through because I'm so used to having the boys with me. But today, we don't have the boys with me. It's just the one boy. It's your boy. It's Pete. It's Puck Time with Pete. And today, we are going to talk about what happened in the last week since our last pod, and the trade deadline was Monday. We're going to talk about all the trades. We're going to talk about everything that went down, the big trades, the small trades. I'm just going to run it through for you. We're going to start on March 16th. It's going to come out hot with it. Ben Sherratt traded to the Mont- or from Montreal to the Florida Panthers. Okay? So my dad is over here. Oh, I want Ben Sherratt. I want Ben Sherratt. Dad, no one wants Ben Sherratt. Or at least I don't want Ben Sherratt. A lot of teams did want him. Okay? I'm just over-exaggerating because I didn't want him. Because I knew that there was a price to pay for a player that didn't deserve the price that was given for him. And there it is. I'm staring right at it right now. Montreal got back from the Florida Panthers, a prospect, which I don't know much about, so who knows if he'll pan out. But a first-round pick and a fourth-round pick. The thing that stands out there is that first-round pick. Now, I understand. Ben Chirac. He was great in his first year or two. I believe he played. This would be his third year with Montreal. He was great in their cup run. They didn't get the cup, but they tried their hearts out. I agree he was a great player. He was not a great player this year. No matter if you're playing on a bad team or if you're playing on a good team, your plus and minus doesn't matter. But I know when it came down to those hardcore analytics, those little micro analytics, I don't know what they call them, but – I know Ben Sherrod isn't worth a first-round pick right now, and I don't think that he was worth a first-round pick two years ago. I think it's just because they had that run that Ben Sherrod is drawing was drawing so much attention. Now it's a major trade on TSN. I, I really don't agree with it. But thank goodness my team, the St. Louis Blues, did not pick him up. Whew. We dodged a bullet there because what we did, which I will get to, was worth it in my opinion. But if you haven't heard about that trade yet, you're going to have to wait a second. So 
because um, I'm just going to go right through the line. So that was March 16th. Along with that on March 16th, the Seattle Kraken, one of the teams that just started unloading players, unloaded Callie Yarncroke over to the Calgary Flames for a second, a third, and a seventh. And that's just the beginning for Seattle. They are just loading up on draft picks. So we will continue to talk about that, and we will focus on that after I run through all the trades for you. I hope it doesn't annoy you, but I'm just going to give you a whole rundown of what happened in the last week before the trade deadline. Next, we have the Chicago Blackhawks fleecing, absolutely fleecing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay, guys, I get it. You want a three-peat? It hasn't happened in a long time, so I understand you Tampa fans are probably excited. I don't even know if you're excited. I don't even know. I, I mean, it's Brandon Hagel. It's not like you got Patrick Kane. They gave up a two first-round picks, Taylor Radish, which was just an okay, you know, fourth liner. He has some potential. He's still in his mid-20s. He, he could scale somewhere. Boris Kachuk, which I like that guy. I mean, Boris Kachuk doesn't really – I don't know what he – like. the players aren't what I'm concerned about. It's those two first-round picks. The Blackhawks absolutely won that trade. Tampa sent over two first-round picks, Kachuk and Radish. And don't get that mixed up with Kachuk, because if it was Kachuk coming back, that would even be more of a fleecing on Chicago's part. Chicago won that trade, and they have a first-round pick in 2023 and 2024 now, which... If you think about it, getting that 2024 one, like I know Tampa's going to be good this year. They're going to be good next year. But you never know what's going to happen whenever they run into those cap problems. And you know they're going to run into those cap problems at some point. Now, going back to Tampa was Brandon Hagel and two fourth-round picks. I think Chicago won that trade big time. And there was huge talks that Kane and DeBrinkett might have been traded by this deadline, but it did not happen. Sorry to spoil it if you guys didn't know out there. I know I got some of my family members listening, but you hockey fans out there knew that. But some of my family probably, you know, they got they got jobs, they're grown. My little cousin, I'm just I mean, I'm starting to help him understand the whole NHL and not just the St. Louis Blues and of his Pittsburgh Penguins as well because he was born in Pittsburgh. So shout out to my cousin Finn. I love you, buddy. Um, but Chicago look looked real good in that trade. They were smart. Um, but I would say this summer, you might see Patrick Kane the way that they fleeced Tampa. And Patrick Kane's worth compared to Brandon Hagel, in my opinion. I know the age difference. Pat, they're gonna get a ton for Patrick Kane. And just imagine if they trade to bring it. They're getting four first round picks or two first round picks and some stellar prospects. So let's just move on real quick because I could talk about this trade all day. As you can tell, I'm over here. I don't even know. I'm fired up because I don't like the Blackhawks are going to get potentially better. I know it's like this next – they didn't get a 2022 pick because Lightning are tough this year. They're a real good team. But they got a 2023 and a 2024. You never know. Lightning get bounced in the first round next year. That's a 17 or 18 overall pick. That's solid. That's not bad. I mean, the Blues got, I think, Jaden Schwartz at 14 and Vladimir Tarasenko at 16. So that's just around the same ballpark. And those are some two great players just based on my team. 
that you can get in the middle round, the middle of the first round. So I'm going to get off this. I know I just said that's the second time I've said it, but man, I just keep looking at it. And I'm, Blackhawks won that trade. You never know what could happen. Any player can get hurt. Any player couldn't live up to their potential, and Brandon Hagel might not. All right, let's move on real quick to a trade that just irks me because I wanted the Blues to get this guy. The Minnesota Wild acquired Nicholas Delorier, the big banger, the bad motherfucker. Nicholas Delorier from the Ducks for a third-round pick. Now, I understand it's a third. I mean, any of the top three-round picks are cherished, especially the first. Especially the first. But... First through third round, you can get some solid players if you scout right. You can get solid players if you scout right through the whole draft. But third round pick, I would have given up personally for Nicholas Delore because the Blues needed that physicality. And of course, he goes to the Minnesota Wild, who the Blues potentially will play in the first round or at some point in the playoffs if we make it through. Um, but Nicholas Delore scored in his first game with the Minnesota Wild. And he's not known for scoring. And it's just a change of scenery, just completely revamp that man i'm not saying he's gonna score a ton of goals i'm just saying that nicholas delorier comes to play he has heart and he loves to fight he hits he stands up for his teammates and that's the type of player the blues needed now moving on to another player that the blues actually were reported to have um contact with the anaheim ducks about back-to-back ducks trades they sent hampus lindholm one of their top four defensemen to the boston bruins now, the Bruins are trying to ramp up and take over their division, take over the Eastern Conference. I know it's going to be hard to catch Florida. I don't think they will, but I think they have a chance to win their division. Well, actually, psych, it's Florida. I think they have a chance to get second and have home ice advantage in their division. Now, returning back to the Ducks was a first-round pick, two second-round picks, Erho Vakaninen and John Moore who we'll get to John Moore later because he was then used in another trade the Anaheim Ducks made. Now, Hampus Lindholm and Cody Coran went to the Bruins. Coran is a lesser-known prospect to my knowledge. Now, Hampus Lindholm is a solid top-four defenseman. The Blues were in talks with the Ducks about. Now, I wouldn't give up a first two seconds, a somewhat player with with some potential still who's in his mid-20s, back in nine and might be 24 or 25. Some players don't hit their stride till about 25 or 26. So the Ducks could find something in back in Now, John Moore, he ended up leaving eventually, but he is a solid depth defenseman. He had better years. But moving on, one of the biggest trades of this deadline, the Florida Panthers were very busy this trade deadline. They sent... Owen Tippett, a first-round pick and a third-round pick to the Philadelphia Flyers for Claude Giroux. Now, Claude Giroux, the captain of the Flyers for as many years as I can remember, I would say at least 10. Now, I don't, I'm not over here looking up stats. I'm just going off the top of my head because I know what I know. And from what I know, Claude Giroux was at least the captain of the Philadelphia Flyers for 10 years, and he was a great one at that. Now... Also going to the Panthers was a fifth-round pick, Connor Bunneman and Jer- – or, you know, I haven't heard this dude's name much, but I know that he had some potential when Philadelphia originally drafted him, Rupsov, 
Germaine Rupsov, I believe is how you'd pronounce it. Um, it just is spelled like German, but I know it's not German Rupsov. So I would say Germaine Rupsov. Rupsov has some potential there. Connor Bunneman, I believe, might have some potential to be a solid fourth or third line player in the league. Now, Florida got some depth in that, and they also got Rupsov, who has some potential. And Claude the ball drew i'm just kidding i don't know what that man's body looks like but i know he's freaking great at hockey now moving on the next trade also involved the florida panthers this one was more of a depth move from buffalo now they traded a six-round pick for robert haig who also used to play for the philadelphia flyers haig's about 25 24 years old he's a big defenseman he adds some depth to their blue line he probably won't play as much but hey if injuries come, and you know they will, come playoff time, he will be on the taxi squad, and he will be a potential player for the Florida Panthers. They just kept shoring up their team and making sure they had depth. Now, the next trade was a big one as well. The Toronto Maple Leafs acquired Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell from the Seattle Kraken, right? And remember what I said, the Kraken unloaded, and they took and added multiple draft picks this trade deadline. They got two second-round picks and a third. Now, Mark Giordano is just a rental. There's no guarantee, and by their cap, there's no way that they are re-signing Giordano after this year. They just brought him in with the hopes that he will provide leadership and stability on their blue line. Mark Giordano is a solid pickup for Toronto because that might be what they're missing. I mean, yes, they have Wayne Simmons, a gritty vet. Yes, they have John Tavares, a very skilled veteran. But they did not have that on the back end at all other than Jake Muzzin. And Jake Muzzin's never been the captain of a team. Giordano was the captain of Calgary and the Seattle Kraken after he was picked in the expansion draft. Now, losing their captain for Seattle, I don't know if that hurts them, but it... I don't even think it would possibly hurt them because they're in the bottom five of the league. Now, this is a great move for the Kraken to get rid of a player. They prop who might retire. He's getting old, might retire or his play will significantly de decline. So they got three picks for him in the top three rounds. Great trade, in my opinion, for the Kraken. Great trade, in my opinion, for the Leafs. They both left happy, in my opinion. That's the first trade. I have personally seen both teams 100% left happy. Now, next we have a few minor moves. Um, a lot of these next two teams are not in the play. I mean, Vancouver could make it, but the Ottawa Senators aren't in the playoff. They sent a third-round pick to Vancouver for Travis Hamnick, a gritty defensive defenseman who has some offensive upside. Not much, but he, he can bang and he can fight. And Ottawa loves those type of players, especially with their captain, Brady Kachuk, St. Louis born and bred. That's what I'm talking about. I like that trade for Ottawa. Moving on, just a very minor, small trade. Tori Stetcher, who used to have promise, used to play for the Vancouver Canucks, was traded from the Detroit Red Wings to the Los Angeles Kings for a seventh-round pick. Now, Los Angeles, I believe, is second right now, maybe third. I haven't checked the standings. I've been busy with work. There's a lot going on. But... I know they're in the top three of their division. They just added some depth to their blue line as well. Next trade, Travis Dermott 
from the Toronto Maple Leafs to the Vancouver Canucks. Now, they offloaded they offloaded Hamannick. They did it on purpose. They offloaded Hamannick to get Travis Dermott. And the Leafs get a third-round pick in return like they need any more prospects and young players. But either way, they get a third-round pick in return. Hopefully, it works out for him. But Travis Dermott has a lot of upside left in him. He might be 26 years old, but he's got – is he still 26? I mean, shit, I'm getting old. I, I remember whenever these guys were rookies, Travis Dermott seems so young to me, and I'm young. I'm 24. He just – I don't know. Travis Dermott, in my opinion, still has a lot of upside. He's got some speed. He has a lot of offensive ability for a defenseman. Now, moving on to a trade that I don't know who won. The Tampa Bay Lightning acquired Nick Paul from the Ottawa Senators for Matthew Joseph and a fourth-round pick. Now, Nick Paul did score in his first game with the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I like Matthew Joseph as a player a lot better. Now, Nick Paul is having a better season, but Matthew Joseph has more upside. Then, the Kraken again acquired another draft pick of I believe after this trade deadline, they had about, they had 30 plus draft picks in the next three years. Think about an expansion franchise. And I know that number went up with this deadline. I want to say they have at least 35 to 40 draft picks in the next three years. And in every draft, there's seven rounds. They have 40 of them. And a lot of them come in the first three rounds. So it's looking real promising for the Kraken's future. It's going to come to the point, like when I'm playing NHL 22, and I've drafted well, and i got to decide who I want to play and who I need to trade. It's going to be one of those. And the Kraken are just going to be so good in about five, to, five years. Five years, Kraken are contending. I don't know if they're contending. Five to seven years, the Kraken are contending and are deep in the playoffs, contending for that Stanley Cup. They sent Jeremy Lozon, who is a tough, big defenseman who previously played for the Boston Bruins, to the Nashville Predators. And the Predators just got a little bit tougher, and they got a little more depth, and that's what they need to get that push for the playoffs, get themselves out of the wild card spot, which I don't want them to be out of the wild card spot unless Minnesota drops, because my beloved Blues are barely hanging on to second place. Now, next, we have... A minor trade, in my opinion, Scott Wedgwood went to the Dallas Stars from the Arizona Coyotes for a fourth-round pick. So Dallas just learned the Anton Hudobin, who was their guy for a second. Um, he was their guy the last two years that they relied on to play goal for them. Um, found out that he was going to be hurt, he, he, for the, or that he was going to be out for the rest of the season. He has been hurt. But Scott Wedgwood has been playing some solid hockey for the Arizona Coyotes, who I do believe are still the worst team in the league. Now, sending a fourth-round pick for Scott Wedgwood, uh, I wouldn't even want Scott Wedgwood on my team. The Blues have too much depth, but or depth in the goaltending um, area. I like Charlie Lindgren more than I like Scott Wedgwood, but Wedgwood, had, he's had a solid career. He uh, started off with the Devils, played all right, back and forth. And majority of the time, he spent was in the minors. Now, I believe. Hold on. 
I want to say that I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of his stats. I'm not even going to look it up. Either way, this is such a minuscule trade for me to get stuck on. But I like that depth move because they still have Jake Ottinger, who is a very, very solid competitive goaltender, and Braden Holtby, who has been there and done that, as they say. He's been he, he's been a solid goaltender in this league, Braden Holtby has. Now, Scott Wedgwood will be that third goaltender. He'll probably play majority of the time in the minors. But if something were to happen, he is very capable of coming up and playing at the NHL level. And we're not even to trade deadline day yet, by the way, guys. We have two more trades to announce that happened the day before the deadline. Jack McBain went to the Arizona Coyotes, a solid NCAA prospect that was picked up by the Minnesota Wild. Hold on a second, just got to... Text from my work group. Okay, thank God it's not work-related. It's just joke-related. I love those guys. But anyway, um, so going back to Minnesota was a second-round pick from Arizona. I think that that was solid. I think it was solid for both teams because Jack McBain clearly told Minnesota he was not going to sign with them. He's a young guy. I don't know why you wouldn't want to play in Minnesota. That's like hockey central of the United States is Minnesota, but he he didn't want to play in Minnesota. So they had to get rid of him, send him to Arizona. Poor Jack McBain. He probably won't even sign with them. Another Eric Lindros times two situation, but with like a lesser skilled player, but a very solid player at that. So if Arizona finds a way to sign him, Arizona could be nasty in a few years. They, they have the potential to be nasty. I thought they'd be nasty by now, but Something's hindering them. Something's holding them back, and I really think it's goaltending. Now, to the next final trade before the day of the deadline. Um, Mason Appleton, who was originally, I do believe, picked up in the expansion draft by the Seattle Kraken from the Winnipeg Jets, goes back to the Winnipeg Jets for a fourth-round pick. There's another pick for the Seattle Kraken. Now, I like that move by Winnipeg. I don't like it as much for my Blues, but I like that move by Winnipeg because that adds depth, that adds a player they trust, adds a player that knows their system, and I believe he's just going to fit right back in. The next two trades actually involve the Winnipeg Jets. They sent Nathan Beaulieu to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a seventh-round pick. Now that, in my opinion, is a steal for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh needed some toughness. Pittsburgh needed a guy that could play defense. Now Nathan Beaulieu is like a... Bottom, bottom three pair, maybe in and out of the lineup, seventh defenseman scratch sometimes. But, hey, he adds that depth to the Penguins, who are looking very good this year, even though they slipped up a little bit. They're looking really good this year, and they're the freaking Pittsburgh Penguins. They have a shot at this cup, and I know they do. Nathan Beaulieu adds a lot to that team, especially for a seventh-round pick. Now, I said that the next two involve Winnipeg. They sent Brian Little, just his contract. I, I don't know if Brian Little will ever play again, let alone for the Arizona Coyotes. But they sent Brian Little and the prospect to the Arizona Coyotes, prospect of the name Nathan Smith. Once again, don't know him. But they got a fourth-round pick in return. They just unloaded Brian Little's contract to the Coyotes, who have cap room. And that's what those sh shitty teams are used for. When it comes to deadline day, is hey, I'll give you a prospect 
but I need you to take this guy off my roster so I can pick up a guy and hopefully move forward and help this team. Now, I believe Winnipeg wasn't done there. This was the first trade. No, the second trade of the deadline, back-to-back of deadline day, back-to-back the Winnipeg Jets. Now, like I said, Seattle draft picks, they unloaded Marcus Johansson back to the Washington Capitals. Now, they they did not pick Johansson in the expansion draft from the Caps. Um, but Johansson used to play for the Capitals. He had a good few seasons there, and he's back with the Caps to add some depth and probably play third, fourth line. If he's on the fourth, I'd be surprised. I would say the third. I haven't. I watched the Blues play them last night, but I was bowling with the boys. I haven't been bowling in a while. Some of the guys around the office wanted to go bowling. They needed a sixth man to make the teams even. They wanted to do 3v3. Whoever loses buys shots. Now, thank goodness I only had to buy shots once. Okay. But um, I'm not even that good at bowling. I just got paired up with a good solid team and kept up with the boys. But Marcus Johansson went back to the Washington Capitals for Daniel Sprong, who was originally drafted by the Pittsburgh Penguins and had a lot of promise. Now, Daniel Sprong scored in his first game with the Kraken last night. I know that for a fact. And they also got a fourth-round pick and a sixth-round pick. Seattle's going to be nasty because there's no way, with the amount of picks they have, they do not have a chance at picking up an elite player, a star player out of those picks. There's no way. They're going to get multiple unless they're absolute imbeciles at drafting. Now, this next trade, I'm going to make you wait till this till the end of the break, till I get back from the break, because this damn Anchor, I love Anchor. It's free to use. Anchor, you can literally record your podcast, post it to any platform you want. I need to start doing ads for them. It wouldn't let me set up the ads right. But either way, I'm going to do an ad for them right now. Anchor allows you to post your podcast to Spotify, Apple. That's all I posted to. But there's so many others that you can post your podcast to. And it's a very easy, free way to post your podcast. Once you hit a certain amount of viewers, you can start making money. If you put the ads in, I tried putting the ads in in episode five because I hit the viewers. And it just didn't go through. It didn't work out. I don't know what the problem was. Maybe there's a problem with the site, but I kind of just gave up and I haven't had time to look through it because I'm working and everything. And I just try my best to do a podcast every week. So when we get back, we will talk about this trade. And I know some of you hockey fans involved the Chicago Blackhawks and Minnesota Wild. I'll give you that hint. I know some of you hockey fans know what I'm talking about, but I'll see you. Just a few seconds back on Puck Time with Pete. And we're back. Uh, Well, not we. Um, I'm back. Okay. Got to get this down just in case I have to do this again. It feels weird without the boys. But remember that little trade I told you about the Blackhawks in the Minnesota Wild? Mark andre Fleury went to the Minnesota Wild for a first-round pick from the Chicago Blackhawks. The shit talk, oh, sorry, Chicago Blackhawks. Now, Flower, the fucking Flower is going to do great in Minnesota. He needed to get out of that toxic environment in Chicago. And believe me, Minnesota won that trade. Yes, Chicago gets a first-round pick. Who cares? Minnesota 
is going to do some crazy, like they're going to do some things. They're going to, they're going to have options. Now they have Cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury. Like in between the pipes, probably alternating games. And I love it for Fleury because he deserves to be on a team that has a chance. And with the Blackhawks, he did not have that chance. Now, yes, Cam Talbot does deserve the net, but you can't you can't get upset over a Hall of Fame goaltender coming in and you splitting time with him. You should be honored, Cam Talbot. Now, Minnesota just keeps getting better and better. And that just makes the Central tougher and tougher. And followed by that trade, less than 30 minutes later on deadline day, the Minnesota Wild picked up Jacob Middleton from the San Jose Sharks' big, tough depth move for the Minnesota Wild. But they gave up something. They actually gave up something. Capo Kakinen, who in my opinion was the future goaltender of the Minnesota Wild was sent to San Jose. And right when you think San Jose does not have a goaltender, they immediately do with this trade. Capo Kakinen will be the goalie for the San Jose Sharks for a while. At least a year. I mean, I mean, goalies come and go, right? Their heat come and go. They're, they're not on fire 24-7, but this guy has something. He is a great goaltender, and I believe that the San Jose Sharks won this trade. Now, Jacob Middleton, don't get me wrong, is a mid-20s big defenseman who plays solid defensively, hits and fights, sticks up for his teammates, and that's what San Jose is going to miss the most. But they aren't going to miss him as much as they would have missed missing out on Capo Kakinen. Minnesota gave up a great goaltender, but they got a great goaltender just the trade before. Now, moving on, just a very, very, very small trade. Alex Biega going to Nashville just to shore up that depth on defense for future considerations. Don't you just hate whenever you see future considerations? Like, Nashville sent future considerations. Like, what happens? Like, if Biega plays one game, you get a seventh-round pick or something? Like, I don't know. I hate future considerations. I want to know what my team got. But they didn't really give up anything. So who knows in the future what it's going to be. But Toronto offloaded Alex Biega. They didn't need him. They barely used him. So the next trade was a pretty solid one for the New York Rangers. They picked up Justin Braun from the Philadelphia Flyers for a third-round pick. Now, the Blues, from what I understand, were also in on Justin Braun. They needed a defenseman. They really needed a defenseman. They need someone to play with Colton Pareko. But Justin Braun was a... Right-handed defenseman. So is Colton Pareko. The Blues don't like to get away from left-right, left-right, left-right on all three pairings. They want the stick to be naturally facing the boards to keep that puck in in the offensive zone or naturally facing the boards. It's just the right movement. Like It's like holding a, it's like holding your, like a pool stick. It's like shooting pool. Okay? Like, they want – like, it just makes more sense – I don't know if that's a good terminology, but I shoot pool with my left hand, and I'm right-handed. I don't know. I hold like a hockey stick. Everyone else is opposite. It's weird. So maybe that is a terrible terminology, but – or a terrible uh, – what's the word for it? Terrible comparison for that. But Justin Braun goes to the New York Rangers nonetheless for a third-round pick. Third-round pick going back to the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, New York's real tough this year, and they just added a solid defenseman to their blue line. That can help them win 
I don't know if he helps them win. He's not like one of those game breakers, but he is solid. And New York needed a little bit extra oomph. And he is a solid defenseman. So look out for New York, not just because of Justin Braun, but just because of what they produce and what they put on their ice. Now, the next trade was a trade a little I don't I don't know these players, but Two prospects traded for each other. Now, Nashville are maybe not even two prospects. I'm just seeing names I don't know, so I assume they're prospects. They might just be career minor leaguers for all I know. But the Nashville Predators sent over Frederick Allard, a defenseman, to the Los Angeles Kings for Brayden Burke. Now, we're just going to skip right past that one because I do not care about that trade. The Montreal Canadiens sent Brett Kulak to the Edmonton Oilers for William Legison a second-round pick, and a seventh-round pick. Now, in my opinion, Montreal won that trade. Brett Kulak isn't that great, in my opinion. Brett Kulak is all right. He's a sixth or seventh defenseman on any of my teams that I'm setting up. And they just got a second-round pick and William Legison for him. I don't know if I'm pronouncing Legison's name right, but I'm rolling with it. Um, Legison's younger than Kulak. Kulak's more defensively sound. But I don't know know what Edmonton was looking for there they gave up a second round pick for him good for Montreal and a seventh good for Montreal now this is a this is an interesting trade uh two rivals trading between each other right the Boston Bruins sent Zach Sinishin who was a former first round pick now he did not live up to his potential whatsoever but they sent Zach Sinishin and a fifth round pick to the Ottawa Senators for Josh Brown, big, burly defenseman, loves to fight, loves to throw the body, typical Boston Bruins type of defenseman, and a seventh-round pick. Now, I like that depth move for the Boston Bruins. Moving on, this is where things get interesting. Back-to-back trades I want to talk about that are interesting. The Colorado Avalanche just gets slightly better by picking up Arturi Lekkonen from the Montreal Canadiens for Justin Barron and his second round pick. Now, Justin Barron is a highly touted prospect on the on the blue line. Now, Montreal gets a prospect and a second round pick for a player who knows how long stays with them. But Arturi Lekkonen is a solid player, and Colorado got a good player back. But Montreal has a solid future. Now, here we are. My St. Louis Blues finally made a trade just an hour before the deadline ended 45 minutes actually or no 55 minutes actually before the deadline ended they picked up Nick Letty and Luke Witkowski from the Detroit Red Wings all right I love Nick Letty okay well I didn't love him when he played for the Blackhawks because he was a great defenseman but Nick Letty is still a great defenseman, no matter his age, no matter what everyone else is saying. Like, oh, we got rid of – I'll just tell you who Detroit got. They got Jake Wallman, Oscar Sunquist, and a second-round pick. Oh, we gave up too much. We got fleeced. We got fleeced. I see the Twitter going crazy. Oh, my gosh, we got fleeced. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh, we beat the Capitals 5-2 to two last night. How's that sound? And Nick Letty looked good. Now, I'm cool with getting rid of Jake Wallman. I've heard terrible things about how he acts in public. So he does not represent the blue note like he should. 
And I've always hated the Red Wings, so it just gives me a player to hate on the Red Wings because it's been real hard to hate them lately because they have a good up-and-coming team, and the rivalry between the Blues and the Red Wings has started to die off since the early 2000s, maybe 2010s, early 2010s, right? But gives me a player to hate on their team because I do not like Jake Wallman, but I love Oscar Sundquist. The only problem with Sonny was his, I mean, he's dealing, he, I, I believe he had surgery on, on both hips. Like, he, he doesn't skate the same way. He doesn't produce the same way. But, hey, he got two points, a goal and an assist. Now, the goal was an empty net goal. But he got a goal and assist in his first game. And, then, yes, we are sitting a second-round pick, but we are not sitting a first-round pick for Ben Sherratt, okay? And that's what I liked. We also got right-wing Luke Witkowski. Who immediately got sent down to the minors. And I was frustrated because the Blues needed D an extra D-man, a top four D-man. Nick Letty is that guy. In my opinion, he could be a second or a third pairing D-man, but he's a solid one at that. He could be a first, but he hasn't been for a while, okay? Luke Witkowski is notorious for just banging bodies and cracking skulls, Okay. I wish the Blues wouldn't have sent him down. They sent down Luke Wachowski right away. And I know there's one more year on Wachowski's contract, so there's still a chance there. But for a Blues team that doesn't really have that type of tough guy, I believe that Luke Wachowski is that guy. And he could be that guy. So look for him to get called back up if the Blues slip a little bit or if the Blues get taken advantage of physically. I'm glad it didn't happen last night. With Tom Wilson, yes, Wilson got into it with Shin. Wilson got Wilson gets into it with everybody. Okay, don't don't kid yourself. But Luke Witkowski would have stood up to him and let him know what's up and let him know the Blues are not to be messed with. Sorry for the sniffles. I know all of you guys heard that. But the next trade was just a minuscule one, just a little more depth for the Colorado Avalanche. Going from the San Jose Sharks to the Colorado Avalanche was Andrew Cogliano, who is a very solid veteran who has lost a little bit of a step, but he is a good depth move for a fifth-round pick returning back to San Jose. The next trade is kind of a steal, in my opinion, especially for the Washington Capitals. Arizona retained 50% of Johan Larson's contract and received a third-round pick, sending Larson to the Washington Capitals. Now, Johan Larson's a very solid and capable forward, plays hard. He reminds me of Ivan Barbashev. So, I mean, he started his career with the Buffalo Sabres, went to Arizona. Eh, I mean, who wants to play in Arizona? So, I like that for the Washington Capitals. The next trade, I'm not even going to get excited about this. <laughs> it just shows this man's worth, right? Zach Sanford goes to the Winnipeg Jets for a fifth round pick. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to take a drink and celebrate this one. <clears throat> oh, God. Sorry for the slurps. So, yeah, Zach Sanford's worth a fifth-round pick, and fifth-round picks usually don't turn anything. That's all i got to say about that. Anyway, small trade, Nathan Schnarr from the, D from the New Jersey Devils to the Montreal Canadiens for a capable depth goalie in Andrew Hammond who actually hasn't played a game in a very long time until he started playing for Montreal due to the injuries to Carey Price. 
and Jake Allen. We all love Jake Allen here in St. Louis, no matter all the haters that continue to talk crap on him until he left. And we got stuck with, oh, no, I lost the trade tracker. Who we get stuck with whenever he left? I guess we didn't really get stuck with anyone. Bennington. I love Bennington, okay? Don't get me do not get me wrong. Jordan Bennington is a very capable goaltender, but he Yeah, I mean he's just not the same goalie he was in 2019, right? So in my opinion, Billy Uso should be the starter. Now I'm gonna get off that because I'd rather talk about that later on in the podcast. So next trade is a controversial player. Going from the San Jose Sharks to the New York Rangers and Nick Merkley. Now, don't remember the exact story, but I know that that dude is an asshole. And he went to the New York Rangers. There's some promise there, but San Jose Sharks got a very tough defenseman and Anthony Boteto back. Now, Merkley was a tough prospect. Kind of fell off. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my boy. Hold on a second. Hold the phone. My brother's calling me. Let's see if we can pick him up on the mic. What's up, Brett? What's up, Keith Podcast? Shut the doing? hell up. It's not just mine. It's yours, brother. Indeed. It is. Puck time with Pete. And Brett. Brett. <laughs> We're doing that. I'm through the phone. Hopefully you guys can hear me. I, I think they'll be able to hear you. I hope so. Yeah. All right. talking about right now? Well, I actually just talked about how Nick Merkley went from the San Jose Sharks to the New York Rangers. I was just talking about the controversy around that player. Nick Merkley? Yeah. Um, or, is that, or is that his brother that has the controversy? I'm so his glad you... His brother is the controversial one. I'm... Now, this is why you have brothers that also know as much about hockey as you, and he knows certain things more than me, and I know certain things more than him, and it's just great to have both of us on this pod. Thanks for coming Indeed. in to save the day, Brett. Indeed. Uh, Nick Merkley was drafted in 2015, 30th overall. He's 24 years old. He was expected to be a pretty good player. Well, not for, like really good, but he was expected to be, I would say, like a, um, a bottom six like player at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, could chip in pretty good offensively. But um, the one who shines to his family the most would be his younger brother, Ryan Merkley, who was drafted um, 21st overall by San Jose. A lot of people passed up on the guy. He was expected to be a top 10 pick, um, or at least like in the top 15s. But because of uh, his coaches, teammates, um, and the, like, oh, shoot, what, did, what are you playing? Well, when you play for the, in the Canadian League, um, the youth – he, he was when he was in juniors is what you're saying right? he was in juniors yep. basically so when he played for the, he was in the OHL he played um with the Guelph Storm and London Knights um but he was told to have had many uh personal problems as in his attitude was uh pretty bad apparently from what was said uh just has a tremendous talent, but is said to have been a locker room cancer. Um, that's why a lot of teams passed up on him. Uh, but his older brother, yeah, Nick. Uh, Nick? Yeah, yeah, Nick yeah. yeah. Nick, Nick, Nick just got traded. But yeah, either way, 
Uh, they got Anthony Botetto from the New York Rangers. Yeah. Anthony Botetto is a very capable physical defenseman. He started off his career with the National Predators. Has been floating around the minor league system due to the fact the Rangers are so deep. Now, we're going to move on real quick, Brad. I just want you to follow along with me. Just say your take, whatever you want. But we got... We're gonna we're we're gonna finish up this pod in about 13 minutes. So we got 13 minutes to do the final, I believe, 10 trades at the deadline. So be ready. All right, brother. Okay. So from the Vancouver Canucks, we have Tyler Mott going to the New York Rangers for a fourth round pick. What do you think about that one, Brett? That's a pretty good pickup. Kid's been really good. Was really on fire when he was playing against Blues in the bubble. Was lighting them up. And Solid. Their shit up. Um. Has always been a really good two-way uh, forward, very chippy, has a good, um, uh, which, what would you say, uh, physical side to himself. Uh, yep. His play. yep, yep. He can also put a decent amount of points, too. He's not a bad player. I see that as a good trade for uh, um, New York, was it? Yes, sir. All right, you ready? ready for the, you ready for the, the next one? Well, uh, let me hold, uh, hold up. I, I gotta say this. Oh, Tyler Mott, baby. Well, like it's not like it's not the fact that they just got Tyler Mott. They also got some other players too for depth purposes. Because currently at the moment, well, not at the moment, but uh, over the year we have seen how New York has just had very uh, bad depth problems um, all throughout the year, and that's been one of their biggest problems. And the only, uh, I would say, biggest. Um, star and one that has kept them in the race for being in the playoffs has been uh, their goaltender has been fucking amazing. He, um, yeah, Igor Shesterkin, baby, has been been fucking on fire. Kid has no, like, he's already locked in for my, um, say for the the Vesna. I would definitely say Igor Shesterkin is definitely a Vesna candidate and will most likely win it. At the moment, he has fucking a 2.14 goals against average and a .936 saves uh, against average and has three shutouts. Guy has a record of 39-3, and three, is on fire, and I don't see anybody else really taking away that title of being the best goal tender of the uh, year. Yep. Now, but we're moving on, all right, bro? Because we got, we, got, we got 11 minutes left. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> so... The Anaheim Ducks send over to the Pittsburgh Penguins Ricard Raquel for a second-round pick, Zach Aston Reese, Dominic Simone, and Callie Klang, who I've never heard of, but he's a goaltender. So there could be some promise there because he is a prospect. Now, Ricard Raquel, very solid and capable forward from the Anaheim Ducks, went to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And that's the big that's that's the that's the headline here. I kind of thought that he would have got more uh, for Ricardo Kill. I know, me too. Opinion. Yeah. Uh, Zach Aston Reese has, I will say, he's a good player, but I don't think he is enough uh, for just like, you know, like a return for Ricardo Kill. He is a good player, but he's not like, you know, he's just like, I would say he's kind of like a guy that you can just have on the bottom pairing, uh, can chip in pretty good offense. Is not going to be a big time guy. Really stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the bottom, one one of the bottom four lines. One of the like fourth yeah. fourth third line player. I mean, on on Anaheim, he's probably going to get a solid chance to play third okay. third yeah, second line at least the rest of the season. Am I right? Yeah, I, I can definitely see him. Uh, his stats maybe going up a little bit, getting a little bit better, but I don't see it as much as a fucking like. This is not going to bring them out. 
of like not being out of the uh, playoff picture. They're definitely going to stay out of the playoffs, most definitely. For everyone listening out there, I almost thought for a second that I was going to be able to not put explicit at the end of this podcast or on the label of this podcast until my boys showed up, started dropping the fuck shit bitch lines. Ayo. Maybe he didn't drop a bitch, but I dropped two of them. So now we got to do explicit. I've grown up in Southern Illinois. <laughs> All we do is cuss. All right. In St. Louis, near St. Louis, uh, pretty well known. I would say it's not the most sensitive area, but yeah, we we cuss all the time. We don't really care too much about cussing and stuff like that. It's hey, 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 Brent. Hey, hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? We have a fucking shit ton of trades to talk about in seven, eight minutes. So okay, well, also uh, no, going also to no, Anaheim. Uh, don't think that's really like it's still like he had to get points. He's had like twenty hey, points geez. in two seasons. I don't uh, care about Dominic Simone. All we need to talk about is Ricard Raquel. Well, you, I'm talking about what the okay. does got to return. From now on, for the rest of this pod, since we have a minimal time, I'm going to rattle off the trades I don't think are that big, and we will digest the trades that are good. We'll spend uh, 10 seconds on the bad, on the trades that are like, eh, and we'll spend a minute on the trades that were solid. Now, this next trade I'm going to call an eh trade, Okay. We have Derek Broussard going from the Philadelphia Flyers to the Edmonton Oilers for a fourth-round pick. Yes, that does provide depth for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, eh. You know what I mean? All right, so next. Next, we will be talking about how Max Domi went to the Carolina Hurricanes. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Max Domi. Three-team deal. Yes. Insane. But I, I love how like uh, Carolina's ready, and they added a tough, physical guy with a lot of upside. And the next trade I want to talk about, Vladislav Nemesnikov going to the Dallas Stars for a fourth-round pick from Detroit. Now, in my opinion, Dallas won that trade. Indeed. I, I thought they could have at least got a third out of that. Yes, sir. And then we got, we got Ryan Carpenter. Going from Chicago to the Flames for depth moves for the Flames. The Flames are solid this year. And I see I see that as a good trade for both teams because Chicago's not going to win anything this year. Just get rid of a, of a depth player for a fifth-round pick. Maybe that fifth-round pick turns into something. Next couple trades are just bullshit trades. We got Michael McNevin going from the Calgary Flames to the Ottawa Senators for future considerations. And then the next trade is Riley Nash. Going to the Tampa Bay Lightning, which I like this trade for the Lightning for future considerations. Okay, we are moving on to Andrew Kopp going to the New York Rangers from the Winnipeg Jets with a six-round pick. And from the Rangers, Morgan Barron, two second-round picks and a fifth. Now, that one's looking really good for Winnipeg, but does losing Andrew Kopp Kind of keep them out of the playoff race. I would say for right now, yes. I think they're not going to really. If they really wanted to, they would have kept him because Kopp has been one of their better players this year too. He's he's uh, one of those great guys that you can always rely on. It doesn't matter if he's on the third line or the fourth line. He he's a guy you can rely on, and that they have been able to trust for a solid amount of years. Yeah. 
Well, like, Andrew Kopp has, uh, he has 56 games on him, has 35 points. Actually, in his first game with New York, he gets two assists. So right now, he actually has 57 games for 37 points. Pretty good fucking statistics, I would say that. I, 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 really, I really do like that trade for the New York Rangers. Now, the next trade I see here is Seattle adding a player that can help them throughout the next couple years. Victor Rask, he has some upside. They get him from Minnesota for future considerations. <laughs> I hate future considerations because I want to know what's going back, and I want to know what those future considerations are. Now, could it be if... Victor Rask plays a certain amount of games, or Victor Rask scores a certain amount of goals, it turns into a third. And if he doesn't do that, it turns into a fourth. We'll never know. We will know. We'll find out when and if that happens. Now, I like that trade for Seattle because I know that Victor Rask has some upside. And we're just going to get off of that one because I don't think it really helps either team because Seattle isn't going to do anything unless Victor Rask stays with them for the next four or five years. Does Victor Rask still have that bad contract or no? Uh, look that up real quick. We'll talk about that at the end of the pod. We got four minutes left. I got three trades to talk about. The ones, one's a big, one's a big trade that you're gonna want to. We're gonna have to talk about for like a minute or two, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, call it. All right, brother. Yeah, he's, he's still on the on the. We got a small trade here with uh, Antoine Morand, a centerman, going from the Tampa Bay Lightning for Alexi Melnichuk. A goaltender from the San Jose Sharks. Now, that is, like, minor leaguer for minor leaguer, in my opinion. Not one big there. That's just a little bit of just, I don't like how those guys playing. Wait a second. I don't like how that guy's playing. Let's just give each other them. All righty. Now, we got Marcus Phillips going from the Los Angeles Kings to the Winnipeg Jets for Nelson Nogier, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't know either of those guys, and I don't care. The trade that I wanted to talk about here is the Vegas Golden Knights in the Anaheim Ducks trade that was not done properly. There was a no-trade clause in one of the players' contracts. Now, coming from Vegas was Evgeny Dadunov in his second-round pick, and going from Anaheim to Vegas was John Moore and Ryan Kessler's contract. Ryan Kessler will never play a game in the NHL again. I love the guy. He was a solid player, but... Evgeny Dadunov had in his limited no-trade clause that he did not want to go to any California teams. Now, that trade today, literally two days later, has been canceled. That trade is null and void. That trade is no longer, and Evgeny Dadunov has to report back to the Vegas Golden Knights. And we will see what – I don't even know why Vegas traded him. Vegas is trying to keep themselves in the playoff race, and they're getting rid of him for John Moore and Ryan Kessler's contract? What is Vegas doing? The reason why is mainly because of cap space reasons. They want to break back Mark Stone so they can at least make the playoffs right now because at the moment, at this pace, they're not going to make it. I don't see it. Well, if Gideon Dadnov is a very capable player to help them, if he gets hot, he has not had a good season this year, but he is a very capable player to help them get hot. Don't you agree? Well, before the trade even happened. But don't you agree, bro? What? Dadnov has the potential to help this team. Yeah, but before the trade even happened, uh, he apparently had four goals in four games. So, 
I really don't know what's going through their minds right now. Yeah. And for the time and check and make sure that all the uh, no trade clause was just correct, uh, it's pretty fucking well. It's pretty unprofessional on their part by doing that. Exactly. They didn't have any like they they, uh, they didn't think about that. If they really did care about this and showed that they were actually looking out for the player, they would at least make sure. Uh, the track record for um, Vegas has been pretty bad for how they've been trading and um, letting their star players or other players know that they've been traded. Yep. Uh, eating fucking Mark Andre Flair and finding out yep. that you got traded. Okay. Uh, hey, I, I have an idea. We should start the next pod, and you should be here in person. Brett will be here in person next week. We will schedule it properly. We have 35 seconds to round off this pot. Is there anything you want to say to anyone out there, Brett? Uh, the only reason why that I've been, been getting it, Donald did not want to go to any of the uh, L.A. teams because tax reasons. He didn't want to The be Cali there. teams, yep. Yep. That's Alrighty. Well, sorry we had to just rush this, but we're running on the last 15 seconds. Thank you for listening to Puck Time with Pete. This is Pete and Brett signing off. We love you guys. Thank you for listening.